Welcome to Wholehearted Coaching, the podcast. If you're looking for more purpose, more passion, more joy in your life, then you have come to the right place. I am your host, coach and life alchemist, Sharin Eskandani, and I have worked with thousands of people showing them how to create their dream lives while also living their dream lives. This podcast is where mindset, mindfulness, and manifestation meet. Together, we're going to release limiting beliefs, put your dreams into motion, all while prioritizing your ease, rest, and joy. Let's do this, love. Hi, love. Welcome to Wholehearted Coaching, the podcast. This is where we take a deeper dive into my Mindset Monday post, which you can read on Instagram at Wholehearted Coaching. Or if you want to go even deeper into this week's episode and get my free weekly journal prompts, sign up for my email list and you'll be able to explore the topics we're talking about in this episode even further. You can do that in the show notes or by heading to my website, wholehearted-coaching.com. And if you're interested in working with me, whether that's one-on-one in one of my group programs or one of my transformational courses, you can head to my website, wholehearted-coaching.com slash offerings to find out more. And of course, you can also head to the show notes and all of this information will be waiting for you there. All right, love, welcome to this week's episode. So today's episode is all about our stories, the stories that we carry, the limiting beliefs that we hold on to. And we're going to talk about why we hold on to these stories, why we carry these limiting beliefs after all of these years. I think today's episode is a really important one because so often when we embark on our self-growth journey, our self-development journey, we realize that we're still holding on to old stories and narratives of who we are. And realizing that can be really disheartening. We can hold a lot of judgment and shame about that. Like, why do I still think I'm not worthy? Why do I still think I am not enough? And in today's episode, we are going to understand the why. Why we hold on to beliefs and thoughts that are really disempowering, that are really not supportive. I hope at the end of this episode, love, you have a deeper understanding of yourself, a deeper understanding of your story, and a deeper understanding of how to let go of that story. We're talking about our stories because from September 18th to the 23rd, so that's this coming Sunday if you're listening live, I am offering a free live week-long masterclass with me called Coming Home. In coming home, you're going to learn how to come home to your truest self, to your inner wisdom, and how to let go of old narratives and old beliefs of who you are and what your life is meant to be. And we're going to do this work together. So during the week, we are going to have three masterclasses together that are live. If you cannot join us, then everything is also recorded. So this is an experience for you to ask your questions live, to be in community with me live, to do this transformational work with me live. If you are ready to come home to your inner wisdom, your inner truth, your inner sovereignty, then I really hope you will join us. You can head to 
wholehearted-coaching.com slash coming home to find out more or to register, or you can also head to the show notes. Again, if you are listening live, we start this Sunday on September 18th. I really hope that I get to see you there, love. All right, let's get into this week's Mindset Monday. It reads, We hold on to our stories, no matter how negative they are, because they give us comfort. They give us certainty. Because you always know how the story is going to end. So before we dive deeper and really get into the episode, I want you to think of what some of your stories are. What are the stories that you have on loop, that you have had on loop since forever? What are the stories about yourself that you say to yourself when life gets hard? What are the stories you say to yourself that make you feel not so great, but that come up often? Thinking of what these may be. And as we go through today's episode, use them for the exercises we do and see if anything shifts, if anything changes for you, if your relationship with them changes. So instead of the word story, I actually like to use the word myth. And we'll get deeper into why. But your myth is the story of who you are. It's the stories that you carry with you that have defined you up until now. The stories that show up when life gets hard or you face disappointment. Our myths are the repeating refrains of, I am a failure. I am not lovable. I am not worthy. They're the unkind things we believe about ourselves. They're the stories we've carried for so long about who we are. And we've carried them for so long that they have now become our truth. So I like to use the word myth because the dictionary definition of a myth is a commonly believed but false idea. Every community, culture, or even family has their own myths, legends that are part of their identity. These stories explain why things are the way that they are why we do the things that we do. They explain why we believe the things that we believe. But when we really look at a myth, there's not a lot of truth in them. There's sometimes a kernel of truth, right? Oftentimes, a myth or a legend originate out of a very real moment. But as they get passed down from generation to generation, it becomes like a game of telephone. Facts get changed and distorted, Things become exaggerated or glossed over. So in the end, we're repeating a story that really isn't truth anymore. But we like them because they're familiar and they help us explain why life is the way that it is. And we don't bother to question them because we have been repeating them for so long. Our personal myths function in very much the same way. We all carry stories about ourselves that we created along the way to help us make sense of why our lives are the way that they are. Some of our myths were given to us by our society, by our families, the myths of white supremacy or of diet culture. Other myths are ones that we have carried within us, handed to us by our ancestors. And other myths are ones that we created. Stories that originated usually from a traumatic or difficult experience. Stories that we created to help us cope, to help us make sense of senseless situations. And as we held on to them through the years and repeated them, they have morphed 
and they have changed, but they're also familiar. We don't question them. We just keep repeating them. And unfortunately, our myths are usually incredibly unkind and uncompassionate. Common myths include, I am a failure. I am not enough. I am unlovable. I am not worthy of joy. I am not worthy of success. I am not worthy of ease. So the first thing we really have to understand, and what I think is really important to understand about our myths, is that they have helped us get really far. And so we have to have some reverence and thanks and gratitude for them. You see, our myths originate with some truth. As I said earlier, our stories, our myths are born of trauma, of difficult life experiences, times that were beyond our understanding. And so a former version of ourselves, usually a very young version of ourselves, made sense of those really difficult moments, made sense of senseless moments by creating this story. For me, I know that a lot of my myths originate from my childhood. I grew up in a household where there was a lot of trauma because of a revolution and a war. I was born in Iran. And so there was PTSD. Everyone was processing their trauma in their own way. And there wasn't a lot of space for emotional availability. And then we immigrated to a new country where I stuck out like a sore thumb And I always felt like I had to work extra hard to make friends, to be seen, to be understood. And so one of my big myths is that I'm unlovable. And in order to be loved, I have to work for that. And I can see now why I created that myth, how it originated in this weird kernel of truth, right? Childhood truth for myself. But that As I got older and as I experienced things, this story, this myth kind of got distorted, became bigger than it actually was. I can see why I created that story because it helped me make sense of my world. No one wants to be my friend. My parents can't hug me as much as I want them to. Okay, well, I guess the only obvious explanation can be that I am unlovable and I have to work for my love. And honestly, we don't need to know exactly where our stories come from, right? We don't need to know the origin of our pain to heal the pain. But for some of us, we can, right? So as I am sharing my story, perhaps for you, some of your own memories are coming up and you're understanding, oh, I can see where that myth comes from. I can see where it originated from. And our stories, right? are often involving ourself. They're self-reciprocal because that's the only person that we know that we're certain of that we can control, right, when we're young. So while I was in school, while I was a kid, I didn't create a story of, oh, okay, well, they're emotionally unavailable to me because they're going through trauma. No, (laughs) that story wasn't accessible to me. The story was about me because all I knew was me. So this is why I say that our myths are precious. They have helped us cope. They have helped us get through the hard times to make sense of difficult times. We really need to honor our stories because they allowed us to get here. It allowed you to get this far. But our myths, our stories, 
can only serve us for so long until it starts to hold us back. So as we do this work together in this episode, I really want you to be aware of how much your myth has served you and protected you. You no longer need it, but you sure did for a long time. And thank goodness it was there to help you make sense of senseless things. So let's get into our myths. I want you to think of some of the stories that you thought of when we first started this episode. And if you're unsure of what your stories may be, I want us to try one of my favorite exercises. And I say favorite, but it's like favorite in the way of going for like a three-mile run or going to the gym or cleaning the house. Like, I want to do it. I know I'll feel better after, but I'd also rather not do it. But we're going to try it. It's one of my favorite exercises. So I want you to think of a recent experience where things didn't work out for you or where you felt a lot of discomfort. Maybe an awkward conversation with a friend. Maybe you did something at work. You got ghosted. You forgot to do something. So have your situation, and I want you to either say it out loud or write it down. So as an example, I'll give you mine. I'll just say an Instagram post didn't do well, right? So just literally, what is the circumstance? What is the thing that happened? I got ghosted. There were revisions on my project. My promotion was denied. So think of what your thing is. And now I want you to add at the end of that sentence, that situation, which means that. And then let the thoughts and phrases that follow just come to you. So I submitted the report late, which means that. I canceled on my friend again, which means that. They ghosted me, which means that. So writing down or thinking of all of your which means that. For me, it would be an Instagram post didn't do well, which means that no one likes my work. I have no idea what I'm doing. Everyone else is doing better than me. People don't like me. When it comes down to it, no one loves me. I'm unlovable. (laughs) Do you see that? There's that myth. The myth I created when I was a young girl. If we look at our which means that's, we see the same themes, ideas, and thoughts. The same myths keep coming up. A simple circumstance like an Instagram post takes me back to when I was a young girl. And maybe you notice the same thing when you do your which means that. You'll see that those same ideas, those same beliefs come up all over the place in your life when things don't go well, when things don't go as expected. They show up daily when we find ourselves in an upsetting situation, like almost on cue, instantaneous. Now, we're identifying what our stories are, our myths are, and how they show up all over the place when we feel uncomfortable, when we feel sad, when we feel disappointed, right? Here is something I really need you to understand about your myth. And it's the most important thing. I I keep saying that. I keep saying that this episode, so maybe all of it is so important. But what I'm about to say to you, when I first understood this concept, blew my mind in the best way. Here is what we have to understand about our stories, our myths. While they may not make us feel great, they're comforting. They're safe because we're so used to them. As long as we hold on to our myth, our story, we always know how the story ends. 
Okay, I'm going to go deeper into that. But we will always know how the story ends as long as we hold on to the myth. So even if the ending isn't what we desire, when we live a life attached to our myths, there is certainty. We are certain of the outcome. So if the myth is that you are unlovable and you keep going on bad date after bad date after bad date, then there is that sense of comfort and certainty. Oh, it makes sense. If the myth is that you are horrible with money, then it makes sense there is certainty, there is comfort as to why your bank account is not doing so well, right? These are not outcomes we would like, that we desire. However, our myths give us the sense of certainty and comfort in that we know how the story ends. They're comforting in that we are so used to how we feel when we get to the end. We're used to feeling disappointed. We're used to feeling hopeless. We're used to feeling frustrated. And that's when we start to become really committed to our story because it's a source of comfort and certainty. And that's a theme that comes up in the podcast a lot. We as humans love comfort and certainty. We like things that we can be certain of. So this is why we hold on to our stories. It's because they give us that sense of certainty and comfort. I hope this is resonating with you, love, because this for me was a big aha, and I understood why I couldn't let go of certain beliefs and stories and myths that I wanted to let go of that I knew were not serving me. Because I knew that as long as I held on to them, I would always know how the story ended and I would always know how I was going to feel. And I knew how to manage that. I knew how to navigate that. Because giving up my story would have to mean not knowing how the story ends. It would mean feeling different things that I didn't know I knew how to navigate. And that to me was terrifying. Do you understand what I'm saying, love? If we want to create a different outcome to our story, it means we have to let go of the story. And that's actually quite scary. That is quite scary. Because as long as you hold on to the myth, the ending is always going to be the same, always. And they lived satisfactorily or unsatisfactorily ever after. So what does it mean to let go of the myth? It means letting go of certainty. The certainty of the outcome and leaning into vulnerability, trust, and hope. Now, damn if those aren't the scariest feelings to lean into, right? They sound great, but they require so much courage. And courage is the point where everything changes, love. The courage to let go of the outcome we're used to and have faith and hope in something different. But the sad truth is that we would rather be certain of disappointment then take a risk on being hopeful. We would rather be certain of failing than take a risk on being vulnerable. Love, this is why it can be so difficult to let go of our stories. Because it is really scary to step into that uncertainty, into that vulnerability, into that place of absolute hope. So then, what do we do now, right? Understanding that, okay, it makes sense as to why I'm holding on to my myth, but I'm really, really ready to let go of it, Sharon. So what do I do? So one, you join me in coming home because this is the work that we will be doing 
And also it's the work that we do in all of my programs, The Alchemy Collective and Wholehearted Woman. And on this podcast, I'm going to offer you two things to try. So I want you to become aware of one myth. And we're going to navigate it through compassion. So as we talked about, our myths have really helped us survive. And that's why they are precious and and really important because they helped us make sense of very difficult moments in our lives. So I want you to think of one of your myths. And as you think of this myth, I want you to see if you can just place a hand on your heart, maybe one on your belly, and create a space where you and this myth can exist. And saying to your myth, thank you for serving me and trying to protect me all of these years. And you may want to add, you were trying your best, but I no longer need you. I am ready to let go. Or something along those lines, right? Words you can say to it that are full of love and compassion and really honoring it too, right? But knowing that it can let go. This is how we soften our myths and we make them less loud and strong. It's not by suppressing them or ignoring them or just pushing them to the side, but by giving them attention and letting them know they're understood, which is really what we all desire when we are hurting. And then the next step after the compassion is letting go of certainty love. Changing the narrative, changing our stories means that we have to let go of the certainty that our myths create in our lives, the certainty of the outcomes, the certainty of the feelings, and it means stepping into vulnerability, hope, faith, and possibility. If we're trying to create a different ending, different results in our lives, then we have to let go of knowing how the story ends. We're not supposed to know, not until we get there. And listen, that is scary. That requires so much courage, my love. But this is how we let go of the myth. So if this episode really resonated with you, love, I hope you'll join us for Coming Home, which starts this week if you're listening live to this podcast episode on September 18th to the 23rd. Everything is recorded if you can't make it live, but we're going to spend one class just on letting go of old narratives. So if you want to do this work with me live, head to wholehearted-coaching.com slash coming home or go to the show notes. This is also the work that we do in the Alchemy Collective and in Wholehearted Woman. You can find out more about those at wholehearted-coaching.com slash offerings. Okay, love. This was an episode that was chock full of ideas and concepts, and I hope that it resonated with you. I hope it made sense. So as we finish, as we wrap up, I want you to think of one thing that is resonating, one aha, one insight, one reflection, and we're going to take a deep breath in, hold that reflection at the top, and then breathe out. So breathing in, holding that reflection. And breathing out. Until next week, love. Thank you so much for joining me this week. 
If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend, subscribe or follow where you love listening most. And if you haven't yet, leave a review. You can do this on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Podchaser or Podcast Addict. Until next week, love.